0: This podcast is proudly produced by Bowtie Media.
1: Hello, and welcome to By Appointment Only. I'm your host, Brookie Jesberg, and this is my podcast series where I invite some of my personal clients and special guests to come into my salon, enjoy some treatments, and catch up on what's happening in their world. Support so yourself a Cheeky Glass, ladies, and feel free to eavesdrop in all our goss. This week, I've invited one of my very first clients ever, Georgina Lewis who is head news presenter at Channel 10. It was so good to spend the morning with her and reminisce about how it all started and how she's become one of the most recognized faces in news today. Welcome, Georgina Lewis. Georgina Lewis. Hello. Welcome. This is exciting. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, you had your nails done. Yes. So I'm just going to give you an extra long hand massage. How, How does that sound? <laughs> I'm now, so looking forward to this. It's not every day you're on the other end of the table. No, I feel a little bit nervous about this, yeah, Don't be nervous. You know, don't I prefer be being in the hot seat over
0: there. You
1: do. You know, not many people would say that. I think it takes a lot of, can I say, balls <laughs> to do <laughs> your so job. Balls. So, Georgie. I've known you for a while. Yes, a long time. When did yes. we first start seeing each other? Well, our, it would have been back in b days. Yes. I used to come and visit you and you had the most beautiful heart, still do to this day, because you foster dogs. Oh, yes. And I, and I never that's forget so that ago. about you. And I think that's so lovely. How did you get into that? What made you want to do, be a foster mum to poppies?
0: Uh, well, I always loved animals, mm. as you know. And I actually went when I was doing the weather for Channel Ten. I went out to the uh, army base out at Amberley and did a weather cross with all these little military working dogs, mm. and I got absolutely sucked in.
1: What sort of dogs were they?
0: They were Belgian Malinois, Holy Belgian molly. Malinois and German Shepherds. So you know the ones that you see on that TV show called Cops. Yes. What you're going to do. Yes, yes, that's them. (laughs) They look quite vicious in but They're actually such beautiful dogs and really intelligent and can be trained really easily. So, yeah, I fell in love and we ended up having um, four of them, I think, over a couple of years. Wow. But it's so hard giving them back.
1: I remember you saying that to me, like, oh, when is it? When's D-Day that you've actually got to hand it over? And I know you're dreading it. Mm. How do you deal with it? It was hard. I used to
0: cry every time, especially when you yeah. got so used to having this animal in your household and you, you love them so much and mm-hmm. then you see them getting put into the back of a car into a cage and you know that they're off to do good things for your country but at the same time mm-hmm. it's like, oh, they become part of our family. Do you get to see them? I did go back and see a couple of them and you wonder if they oh. recognise you or not when you call them to the you know, the fence. Did they? I think one of them did, Nova. Nova. Um, another nova <laughs> i know
1: That's not so named after the radio station yeah I think.
0: as you know they all are named after you know so nova recognized you yeah girl a boy girl. girl yeah Mummy's
1: girl hey yeah now she's one of the tough like xena warrior princesses and yeah. puppies i think
0: she has actually survived so far but she wow. i'm not sure that she went actually into the military she ended up going into the um mm-hmm. corrective services and i think she was a jail doggy, basically.
1: Really? Hmm. Yeah. Lady of the ward. Yeah, Lady of the ward. <laughs> they
0: should Wentworth. Oh, yeah, Wentworth. <laughs> but I actually yeah. went and saw one of them graduate as well. Oh, so that stop was really it. Nice. That yeah, is really they had cute. a special
1: parade. That's yeah. adorable. Yeah, so Love that it. That's good. Oh, well, that's cute. Yeah. So, TV presenter. Yes. When did it all start? So, I read the, the news year. at Channel 10.
0: Yes. 10 News First. But when I first started out in journalism in 1995...
1: Because you went to England, didn't you? No. No, Georgia. No, Georgia? I went to America, USA. USA. Nebraska. Okay. Nebraska. Okay. Yeah. When right did you get in into Midwest. journalism and why were you over there?
0: So as a teenager, I hmm. really loved the humanities subjects. Can't do maths. Shocking at maths. So I loved English. I loved the arts, theatre. My mum was a school teacher.
1: Hmm.
0: I just really loved writing. She encouraged me, basically, and I just, I don't know, I originally wanted to be a forensic scientist. Did you? Yeah. Why? I don't think I was smart enough for that. Really, I was really intrigued. You are good, good with blood? Yeah, good with blood. <laughs> Not good with vomit, but good with blood. Um, really <laughs> yeah. intrigued, but, you know, all those CSI shows and mm. investigative things yeah. and just, you know, working in all that sort of field was really in- interesting for me but no I don't think my TE score back in the olden days when they had TE scores was high enough for that but so I stuck to the writing Mm. and um, I went to university in northern New South Wales and then I spent a year overseas which was really interesting because I was originally only meant to be there for six months we did a uh, exchange with the University of Nebraska there was three of us who were all friends who went over and we had such a good time that we ended up extending it yeah that's so good so I had to to have keep my visa in, in check basically I had to go and work in a summer camp because we did our university year back to front because theirs is different two mm-hmm. hours you know how we go January to December yeah um, they go from spring after spring break which yeah. is the middle of the year wrap it around so then came back finished off my final year of university in um, northern New South Wales
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: like everyone does I had to go and do work experience and then try and get my foot in the door it was really interesting when I was trying to get a job They just made everyone redundant at the place where I thought I was going to get a job.
1: Oh, goodness. Yeah,
0: so they offered me a job in Mount Isa.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: The big MIM mining strike had just been happening, so that was the big news back then. You're probably too young for that to remember any of that book. So were you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I was like, nope, I need to get my foot in the door. I'm going to take this job. So I went out there and I was in Mount Isa for about six months. And every day, well, it felt like every day, but I wrote letters to um, different news organisations to try and, um, you know, progress out of Mount Isa. But that was incredible experience as well. I yeah. think everything is a test or a challenge, you know, on your personal strength. And it was a real eye-opener for me, but also to be able to go out into areas that I'd never been before. I mean, I went mm-hmm. up into the Gulf country. Wow covered completely different stories c- compared to what I'd cover here in Brisbane or on mm. the coast. And then I got a job in Cairns, so I mm-hmm. went to Cairns, and I was doing the police and court rounds in Cairns. Which oh, how was, was that? It was great. I loved it. Really? <laughs> it gets back to my whole, like, forensic scientist thing that I wanted yeah. to do. It was really intriguing with court cases okay. and hearing all of that, uh, you know, the behind-the-scenes evidence that, you know, the layperson. Well, that would have suited you here. to do a T,
1: wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, mm. and, you know, again...
0: Uh, incredible opportunities and I always say that to the young journalists that are coming through Mm. because they're like oh I just really want to be in the city but you have to go out to the regions to experience it it's where you learn to write and I got to do so many incredible things Mm. like you know there was uh, searches for people up on the cape and we'd be flying in choppers landing on remote beaches I remember one time where this ship ran aground off the coast like halfway up the cape and it was stuck on the reef And then we flew out to cover the story with the chopper. With the chopper, we shut down the engine on it and landed on like a coral bombing. Oh, my gosh. And we couldn't get the engine started. We were like 25 nautical miles out to sea and the tide was coming up. What did you do? We started walking across to the ship that was also wedged into this coral reef and we are trying to sort of signal them while the chopper pilot was opening the engine cover and trying to get the engine started. Oh, my gosh. Did he get it started? He eventually got it started, but oh. we had no communication system because we I was had to fly at a certain level. Yeah. So we were just praying that we'd make it back to the mainland before. Otherwise, they actually send out search. If you don't communicate, I think it's with AMSAR or someone, yeah. they will send out a search like that. Search party That's starts good. being active,
1: yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Good to know. Which is good to know yeah. if you ever, like, stuck <laughs> out on a coral for <laughs> me.
0: But, yeah, we made it back in one piece. But, you know, incredible stories to tell. Chasing boat people yeah. who landed up near Thursday Island through bushland and just things like that. I mean, whoever gets to yeah. really go up to Thursday Island and see that part of the world, really lucky.
1: So mm. what's the most memorable place that you've ever actually seen?
0: Well, I mean, Australia has a The, mm. the reef is obviously spectacular. Yeah. It's World Heritages, you can't mm. go past that. I'd like to see um I'd really like to see more of Australia. We Rot, Island was amazing. Yeah. I'd like to see more of WA. Mm. Um, all of those beautiful beaches and the coast. It sort of line gets there. a bit
1: neglected, doesn't yeah. it? WA. Yeah. Like, we we know it's there, but it's just a little bit too far away, yeah, isn't it?
0: You, might, you mm. sort of think oh, I could fly to Bali. Mm. Do you know what I mean? True, true. <laughs> yes. Just go to Margaret River. Yeah. There's booze. I know I need to go to Margaret River. That's on my bucket list. Yeah. I don't know, just places in the Greek Islands or mm. Italy, even Indonesia, there's some beautiful untouched spots, just spectacular. Travel is high on my list of to do things. So I yeah. always think that you should travel somewhere new every year, yeah. one destination.
1: Growing up, um, yes. what were you like? Also describe tomboy. describe an eight year old Georgina.
0: Well, I had a BMX which had Tiger <laughs> written on the front of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Kidman, Sander.
0: So, so yeah, basically, yeah, yeah the curly hair. Um, so mm. I used to just cruise around Budrum, which is where I grew up, on my BMX. Like, and I think it was different for kids back then. But you know, you felt so much safer on the mm. streets, and you'd just be out. I would explored. Mm. There was waterfalls up there in cane fields, and we'd always yeah. be out and about, rock hopping up. Um, some waterfall at bedroom which is now like yeah. everyone goes to but it was never known back then it makes me sound really old like back in the 1900s no <laughs> not,
1: at all. not <laughs> at all no
0: um so yeah I was an adventurous little kid fearless I think as you get older you become more fearful of everything and I think working in news it's different because you become aware of everything that can go wrong yeah because you're covering all those stories yeah which night in the news but, yeah, Damn. as a kid, yeah, I had, like, a little bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that by I choice? That wasn't good. No, I don't think I had any oh, options. Yeah. Yeah. But I loved hanging out at the beach because mm-hmm. I grew up in Budroom. We also lived down beside the beach as well at one stage. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm
1: definitely a water baby. You yeah, are, mm-hmm. You've always liked the beach, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. It's yeah, very I calming. you always telling me you're always going to beach. You're always going to the beach. Yeah. You know? Going it's, to coast. It's very
0: calming. I've got a place down at Burley, which mm-hmm. I just love. I just find being able to one with nature and mm. get out and about. I don't want to sit on inside. I sit inside in an office that doesn't have any windows all week. Yeah. I want to be outside enjoying the great outdoors on yeah, my nice. weekends. Do
1: you know what I mean? Yeah. So you Living go. Living in the ocean. Uh, yeah. Living in the ocean. Yeah. So when do you actually finish? It's looking it? really strange on It my is, hands. isn't it? <laughs> We're doing the whitening effect. <laughs> just go with it, I'm going to have like white gloves. <laughs> This is uh, not what really massaging in, is it? <laughs>
0: what is this that you put on me? <laughs> You've got very soft hands, haven't you? Mine will be soft once really. this eventually
1: rubs in. <laughs> <laughs> Just doesn't suck, does it? Oh no, my goodness. No. It's okay. It's called hot towel love. You'll be right. <laughs> so, okay. So, a bit of a tomboy. Yes, I was a tomboy. All right. When did you start becoming more feminine? Or are you still a tomboy? No, I'm still a bit of a tomboy. I guess
0: I discovered fashion when I was older, once I started working in television. Because you You
1: always look immaculate. Thank you. Outside and on screen. Thank you. You always look immaculate. Well, I style myself, so. Do you really? That is a lovely compliment. Might be
0: another calling for you. Well, that's what, someone asked me that the other Mm. day. If you weren't doing, you know, if you were being a news presenter, what would you do? And I said, "Mm, I might be a stylist. I really enjoy fashion, but it's good. But no, I guess, No, I had two older sisters, so you sort of, up tips from them, mm. and then you watch other people, and yeah. you just get intrigued by fashion, don't
1: you? It so can you become si- very expensive exercise. <laughs> so you got two sisters?
0: Yes, two older, older sisters, sisters, and yeah. you're really close, aren't you? I'm the baby. Yeah, one no. lives out in Toowoomba, and one's here in Brisbane. Lovely. They've both got two kids. That's
1: good. So, so what's Arnie Georgina like? Uh, <laughs> Aunty Georgina, <laughs> to them, <laughs> They're pretty good actually. Yeah, I think they
0: can get away Are you pretty with pretty things. Going? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Good on you. I'd like to think I'm fun. Mm. Hopefully they do too. They're teenagers now, so they're very busy. My goodness. Yeah. Can you believe that they're teenagers now? No, I remember
1: them being like little children. I know. Seriously. (laughs) Holy dooly. It was like yesterday, does not it? I know. I don't know where life has gone. No. it's I'm 45 this year.
0: Shouldn't have said that. When would I have met you when when I I was in my 20s?
1: Yeah, it would have been, so I started doing mobile beauty in about 2003, 2004. And yes. you, so you and I Chloe were my time. first clients. Really? Yeah. Because I remember I literally, you to me, you I share? literally had three clients. Really? Yeah, that's it. And then went from three to 150 clients. It was yeah. nuts. It was nuts. Amazing. But I always had a good time with you guys. So I remember you and Chloe would always organise dual. Beauty treatments together. Yeah. And God, you guys made me laugh. Yeah. You guys were hilarious. You're like unhinged Georgie and Clawy Baker, <laughs> You know? It was just like so funny. It made me laugh so much. Oh,
0: that's yeah. good. While you were waxing us. Yeah. Putting us oh, through it. know, removing
1: your petties and stuff like yeah. that. That
0: was fun. I remember it was when good. you went to the other store down at Tenerife. Yeah. Mm. you had that
1: little yep. room. That was yep. good in there. Too. Yeah, it was good. It was um it definitely built my following. Mm. Around here, because by chance I just started getting a lot of clients around here mobile. Yeah, and then most of my clients were around here, so mm. that that's why I opened up down yeah. there. it was really good. I know, so I feel it, like I've Yeah, I miss those days because it was more simple. You know, you got to pay bills and yeah, rent, thirty staff. It's yeah. just it's pretty full on. It's emotional yeah. too. It's hard to sleep at night sometimes, isn't it? You know, not mm. yeah. <laughs> oh, hard yeah.
0: to sleep at night, but you know. But speaking it's of sleeping, easier to get out of bed <laughs> when you know it's your business.
1: Yeah, true. But also, speaking of not sleeping well at night, is there any stories that you found that have really hit? Or I do you think find you becoming you, immune to it all?
0: It sounds horrible to say this, but after mm. a while you do become a bit immune. I think because it becomes a coping mechanism. You're not completely immune, obviously. Mm. I, I always find any stories that involve, and I don't, obviously I don't have children, but any story that involves children mm. that have been abused or killed, it's, they're yeah. the ones that affect me the most yeah and there's some cases recently which I I won't go into because some are still before the courts yeah one of the stories that affected me most obviously Mm -hmm. growing up on the Sunshine Coast was Mm -hmm. Daniel Morecambe everything that that family went through and when his body was found and then the ongoing case Mm -hmm. and then when you think that then that guy might have got off Mm -hmm. because if you know that was at one stage when they were talking about how police did that covert operation and how it might have been Mm -hmm. Um, not admissible into the court case, and yeah, I don't know. And his family is so lovely, mm. and you could see the pain in Denise's eyes. Yeah, I think I think all the journalists in Brisbane and presenters felt so yeah. attached to that story yeah. and wanting justice to be served. So, but it's the ones where little kids, are ki- like defenceless children, are involved, mm. which are hard. But there's also really, um, you know, then you do those. You have the stories which are just about these colourful characters and you just sit there and laugh, which is really interesting because not every day you get to tell people's stories. Everyone has a story to tell. you just got to find it. I was at a Women in Media event the other day and um, Lisa Miller was the guest speaker and she was saying, you know, everyone has a story. you just got to find out what that is. Everyone's got something interesting. She mm. was really interesting to listen yeah. to. That's it. I mean, they've had some big stories like, Scary stories when you're out in the middle of a cyclone. When I used to work up in North Queensland and, you know, the mm. cyclone's crossing and you used to be thinking, okay, when does it become a point where we're in an unsafe situation and when we need That's to wrong. get out of this area and put ourselves into a cyclone? Because you think,
1: really do have to be there. Yeah. Even I mean, before it really starts.
0: People forget as well that, you know, uh, well, when I was living up in North Queensland that we're also leaving our own homes to be out amongst it so we can cover that for everyone to know what's actually going on.
1: I think but you're right. People do forget that you guys are human.
0: Yeah. You know we know? are actually nice people. We're not there just to, mm. you know, because journalists and people in the media get, they say, you know, they're as bad as car salesmen. But, no, I, I disagree with that.
1: When maybe we do maybe, a lot maybe of you've good. hung out with a lot of good people. Yeah. You know, I think you're good people attract good people. Yeah. I think there's nasty people in any field really, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. You know? So you just got to set that example.
0: Yeah. But I think it's a really rewarding job. I don't know. Um, I think life has been really good for me in that regard with Mm. my job and the opportunities that I've had offered to me.
1: Yeah, but I think you've worked hard for it.
0: Yeah. I think hard work pays off.
1: Mm. You just can't sit on your laurels and, you know. Yeah, that's right. Expect things
0: to come Mm. to you. You've got to work for
1: them. 2012? 2012. That was a big year for you. What happened in 2012? Your solo anchor. Oh, yeah. were. You started. Yeah. That was the year you started.
0: You've done your research. Maybe. See? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Even I can't remember what happened. There was a few that happened in 2012. That well, was so a sure. first.
1: It was always usually duos. Yeah, well, there
0: was a changeover with everything happening. It was amazing. Channel 10, so. It's
1: like Australian history, love, right there. Yeah. yeah. You were part of that. It's amazing. I am. Woman, hear me wrong. I know, mate. <laughs> like, seriously, that's phenomenal. Yeah. How did you feel when you became... The first anchor solo person?
0: Uh, I don't think I was the first ever, but... Well, for Brisbane you were. For Brisbane, yeah. Well, I mean, they had them on the weekends. Mm. No, it was good. I don't know. You don't really look back and think of that as an achievement. I sort of it's a massive it was just think of another stage in my career, basically. Yeah, mm. no, it was good. You know, careers change. It's up and down, up and down. You, you yeah. never know what's going to happen with work. So yeah. enjoy the ride while you can, basically, I always
1: think. Speaking of ride, you're the ambassador for Audi. Yes. Does that mean you have to I've basically have sick ride. I was just gonna say you got a sick ride, but <laughs> does that mean you gotta do quite a bit of driving? I do. Take some bickies along the way.
0: <laughs> I do uh, a little bit of driving because of my place down in Burley on the weekends. I'm always down there generally. But um, yeah, nice. very lucky to have that ambassadorship. I think I first started out with Audi back mm. in 2007 and I was with them for a couple of years. And then we parted ways and then we got back together in about 2014. So mm. they've, always, they've always been very good to me. And I love being their brand yeah. ambassador here for Audi Centre Brisbane. So and um, across the auto sports group so it's yeah. good again enjoy the ride while you can and i've had some yeah. beautiful cars mm. i'm in a q5 at the moment enjoy that and I, there was um for one night only i had an r8 which was
1: how was that that was yeah you would did, have liked that did you fang
0: it i try
1: <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> this really is queensland coming up please to the queenslander did, did i spike it? someone at the lights did you fang it <laughs> I stuck, to
0: the, I, st- I stuck to the speed limit in the appropriate areas. It was good. I really enjoyed it. In the 100-kilometre hey. zones where I could give it a bit of a stick, I did. Yeah. I was too scared I was going to do damage. You're hey, an
1: ambassador. Come on. Look. Hey, your speed demon. The streets are safe with not The they? streets Don't are worry. safe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Funny. So is
1: there something that you've always wanted to do and you haven't done it yet?
0: The only thing that I really would like to do is just to be able to do more travel. I'd like to be able to see mm-hmm. more countries would you ever be
1: travel. a travel journalist? But
0: you need to sort of finance that, so you need to have a job. Yeah. <laughs> so so I use my holidays to do all of that. But yeah, I really yeah, nice. I really enjoy traveling. I really enjoy meeting people when you're traveling. Yeah. I, I do a lot of solo travel, so it's really interesting. You can just be sitting like last year I went to New York and I was just sitting in a bar having dinner by myself in, in the hotel and there was another woman who was sitting by herself just a couple of seats down and I ended up striking up a conversation with her and she was a yoga teacher and I'd been looking for somewhere in New York to do yoga. So it was just wow. sort of a, you know, and then she ended up telling me all these good places to go to and do you know what I mean, just little mm. sort of sliding doors, things open and you find nice. interesting people. You never know and this comes back to, you know, everyone has a story. You never know what that person who's sitting beside you does so you should never judge by the way they look or anything like that's right strike up a conversation and just say hello and
1: you know they're probably
0: lonely they could be they might not want to talk to you either
1: yeah well that's wrong right. yeah doesn't hurt to say hello yeah. doesn't it? that's it like yes. when you're on a
0: plane and people clearly put their headphones on they don't want to talk
1: <laughs> is that you no <laughs>
0: no but um okay what else would i like to do there was one stage where i thought i'd like to go skydiving
1: I was just going to say. But again, I think about everything Australia. that could go wrong. <laughs> so, Look,
0: okay. I, I hear it's pretty good. Well, so there's it's, an interesting fact that someone, you know, people wouldn't know. Someone asked me this the other day. We had to do, we were doing some promos down in Sydney, and they was like, what's something about you that would surprise people that many people wouldn't know? And I was like, I don't know. I was trying to think of things. But <laughs> uh, I did use this example. I've been bungee jumping. Yeah. So when I was, I think I was 21 and I was up in North Queensland, far North Queensland. Um, We did like a promotional event with, I think it was AJ Hackett up there. I don't even Hmm. know if it still exists. Three of us were tied together. So my first ever bungee jump was a triple jump. I was in the middle. So it was good because you could hold on to the person beside you. No, it wasn't really for that one. Then I was all gung-ho and I was like, yeah, that was so much fun. I'm going to do it again. (laughs) So I went straight back up. And then when you don't have those people beside you and you're, it feels really unnatural to be walking out onto this plank and not having a, you know, a balcony or a railing or anything in front of you and you're just sort of standing there and you can feel the breeze oh and then you goodness. just, like, have to go jump. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. that was scary. Second time round. So first obviously time, not first time not scary. Second time terrified.
1: Oh, gosh. So heights, obviously not a deal for you.
0: No, I'm not scared you're of always,
1: heights. You mm-hmm. used to have a fear
0: of flying. I think I had a bad experience when I was working out in Mount Isa. We were in a light aircraft. I think it was a six-seater and we were right up the back, me and my cameraman, and we were stuck in a storm. I remember seeing the Mount Isa smokestack for the mine out there and just lightning coming, and we were just getting buffeted around. Yep. So I'm not sure if it's ever since then because when I went over to the States to do uni, I never had a problem. That was when mm. um, you were still allowed to smoke on planes back then.
1: Holy dolly, Yeah, it was hideous. And I was
0: right at where the curtain was, where the no non-smoking and the smoking started.
1: Just it's not gone. really going to do much, is no. it? Let's yeah. be honest. It's
0: disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a fear of flying for a while, but now I think I'm, I'm sort of dealt with that because I think you've just got to accept what will be will be. Yeah. But um, I used to be terrified if there was ever turbulence and we were over ocean. and be like, oh, my God, there's nowhere to land. How will we get this down safely? But I think once you understand the mechanics of the plane and it's not really, the wings aren't going to snap off, all of that sort of stuff.
1: Exactly. A day in the life of Georgina Lewis. A day in the life. When you wake up. Okay. What do you do? uh,
0: Well, I wake up really early, not by choice. I've just always had a... um, it's like a built-in alarm pop that I wake up at like five o'clock yeah. or just after five every day and then I'll usually do yoga or pilates or personal training of some sort some sort of exercise I think mm-hmm. it's really good for your mental state to be um, starting the day right with exercise and just getting the blood flowing and healthy eating is important it just keeps me focused so I usually do that if I'm on a day where I'm doing updates I will be in at work by 9 30 and then I'll write two updates and then I'll go into makeup at 10:30 that takes an hour for hair and makeup then we'll go into the studio at 11:30 and record those mm-hmm. two updates and then you back out you've got a production meeting at midday and then writing updates for every um the like 1:30 2:30 you're going in recording and writing them and um, editing them so I edit the pictures as well yeah for each update and then Last updates recorded at three thirty, and then it's sort of pre-production time. We might mm. have to do some pre records with, um, depending on where the time hookup is, with um, yeah. say in Europe or the US or whatever, so we can get them into the news bulletin. And then I do pre-reading of all the stories that are in the in the news bulletin that night from four o'clock onwards. Wow! And then back into hair and makeup at four thirty mm. for a quick check before the news, and then I'm on set at four forty-five. Wow. Giving you a real blow-by-blow blow, blow account here, yeah,
1: and then we'll Biden. do a
0: um, run-through of the um, opener, which is you know when you hear the this is yeah. ten news first with your journalist, and we'll go through all of the headline bits for that. And then five o'clock news is live, and then we do live news for an hour, mm-hmm. and then we record two updates as soon as the news is finished. And then I'm mm-hmm. out the door usually by about twenty past six, home by about quarter to seven. Goodness me! Dinner on the table by seven thirty. It's amazing. Try to be in bed at 9.30. It's a really yeah. exciting life. <laughs> do you ever get sick of it?
1: Um, some days it's a bit groundhoggish, but I don't know. Mm. Every day is a different story as yeah. well. So. And you would deal with, like, what about those flash bulletins that just all of a sudden something happens? Yeah. How do you deal with that? Breaking news. They can be stressful. Yeah. It's stressful, especially if it's like, yeah. okay,
0: so we're just going to do this live. We don't have time to do that, like, especially when they're bringing down verdicts for court cases like they did with the Daniel Morecambe and also Maiden yeah. Clay we we're breaking into um, programming to bring the verdicts. Um, mm. So they usually make a decision that morning. This is what we're going to do. So you yeah, have a plan, and everything needs to be planned out, basically, yeah. for the day.
1: Wow,
0: it is. It is an adrenaline rush. Some days when it's you sort of because people ask you, do you still get nervous? Yeah, when when you feel like it could be. Out of your control. I'm a Virgo, so I am a control freak, <laughs> perfectionist control freak.
1: But you um, love beautiful things.
0: Yeah, so I like. To and you always a... look
1: beautiful. Oh, thank
0: so you. So there you go. That's because we have the wonders of hair and makeup. That's right. Yes.
1: But you're a natural yeah. beauty lover.
0: Oh, thank you. But you know, hair and makeup does take a toll. Everyone thinks, oh, it's a wonderful, glamorous life. But my skin has just copped it over just from mm. wearing. You know heavy makeup every single day my hair being blow-dried every day yeah um, i've got very fine hair so i've lost a lot of hair like my hair snapped around here from being blow-dried but also the coloring and mm-hmm. yeah
1: have you ever been a brunette yeah did i know you
0: when i was a brunette must have been blonde by then yeah i think i've gone blonde
1: so you're a brunette for yeah. wow well, yes know. this ain't real girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> yeah I make it you till know. you make it bro look amazing as a brunette I, my hair was probably your color really yeah well you can That's sort of fine. see underneath
0: yeah i see underneath i was always a brunette probably until about 2000 and it would have been about 2002 2003 because you were blonde when i met you yeah
1: you were blonde yeah so you were you were a weather girl before doing the news weren't yeah. You? you? yeah do you miss that no no <laughs>
0: Enjoyed it. Like I loved getting out and doing um, yeah. all the live process that we used to do around mm. the southeast, which was great. Again, because you you know, meeting people. Mm. You're not stuck in the office every day doing the same thing. You're traveling, yeah. getting to see new destinations, meet people and you're sort of producing yourself mm. and you're in in that deadline where you're producing yourself and your whole little segment. So But I learned a lot about weather in the four years that I did it. So that was really good. It's another so stepping you, it's can... another stepping stone, you yeah. know, in the career. You know, you can't expect to just be this Person the whole time. You know, I was just started out as a journalist and I was doing producing and then I went into weather and I was also doing backup news reading mm.
1: and then So when you walk out of the house or the studio, you can actually predict what's going on in the weather still to this day. Like and do this year? and no. Do you? No. Like do you just let me go, hmm? It's
0: a bit mm. of a cold front. Yes, there's a suddenly change coming. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> there's a website. Um, bomb.gov.au, B-O-M. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, look it up, girlfriend. <laughs> it's got all the forecasts in there.
1: I know, yeah. By the way, everyone used to talk about that. Is that really accurate?
0: It is. I think it is. You can't okay. just blame the weather. I mean, they can only forecast. Mm. They can't be
1: have you down had, to the millimetre of rain. Down done the weather and you got it wrong? Uh-huh. And do you go... I
0: don't know, because I went off all their forecasts, so,
1: yeah. Has yeah. anyone walked up to you in the street and then said, mate, you got that wrong?
0: Not really. I used to get, oh, you're that girl in the weather. What's the forecast? You know, that that sort of thing. But um, no. no. People are pretty, I, I generally don't think people recognise. I don't wear makeup when I'm not at work. I try to avoid it hmm. because I like to just let my skin breathe. Um, so I'm very casual on weekends.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think I look
0: different, but other people think that I just look the same. So well. Incognito, Brooke. Incognito. <laughs> Hat on, sunglasses here, on. Man.
1: At the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, darling, that was probably the longest hand massage i have ever, ever had. had. I know. Mm. We're going to need a hot towel, my love. Yeah. So yeah. Thank, Thank you. I love that
0: creamy stuff. It's I'm gone. washing it. I'm washing it. It's in. gone. I mean, hands
1: of an 18-year-old, eh? I know.
0: Look at that. At least my cuticles will be all <laughs> nourished now.
1: Well, speaking of that, I'll do another one of those. Yeah, let's and get then... some more of that. Yeah. So this year,
0: mm.
1: what are the plans? What's year. the plans for Georgina Lewis? Well, this year
0: um, is a little bit exciting for me in the regard that I've actually got on board with women in media and I'm a mentor for Ego a girl. university student, so I'm really excited about doing that mm. um, and hopefully, you know, being able to guide her with her career, which is the first time I've done that sort of thing, so I'm looking mm. forward to that. Hopefully, I don't lead her down the garden path. <laughs> um <laughs> Three-man bungee Just because I'm your mentor doesn't mean I can get you a job. Yeah. (laughs) I needed to preface it with that. Yeah. Um, But no, so that's good. And then I'm going to go to New York and catch up with girlfriends in the end of April.
1: So that's my only
0: trip that I've got planned this year.
1: Whereabouts are you staying? What end of New York?
0: I love um, Soho, Lower East Mm. Side. So I'll be down there. Beautiful. That's it. I don't really have any other plans.
1: Favourite thing to do in New York?
0: I just love wandering the streets in New yeah. York. Like I'll rarely catch Uber or cab, yeah. or if I, I'll catch the subway to go uptown or downtown, depending where I am. But there was one day that I just walked from Soho through yeah. West Village up to like Midtown, and just I basically walked the entire day. And I was like, ah, oh, got to so see see so much. Yeah, I just think you need to open your eyes to the world and not be stuck in cars. So mm. it's good. I just like wandering and then stopping and having a bite to eat somewhere where I haven't been before. Mm. And stopping and taking, my passion outside of work also is photography. Stopping and uh, taking photos and just capturing moments. Yeah, Clever girl. While travelling. Yeah. So there's a lot of street art, which is really amazing over there as well. I'm a big observer. I I could sit and people watch for hours. You know, when people say, I mean, obviously they make TV shows about it, but, you know, at the airport. I could yeah. just sit at the airport and watch the international arrivals for hours. you are hilarious. Yeah.
1: Did you used to watch those programs? Yes, I did. Airport? I love them. <laughs> I love them.
0: So good. But yeah, you know, when you see again, everyone's got a story and you're yeah. seeing the person going up, the boyfriend, girlfriend, the flowers, or the family who hasn't mm-hmm. seen each other for 10 years, mm-hmm. or just everyone
1: reuniting. Oh, That's yeah, cute. You would have loved nice. love actually. Yeah. I
0: love love
1: actually. It was a good one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. What right. else do I need to I want to know, mm-hmm. what is the advice you would give to someone that's trying to be an aspiring journalist like yourself?
0: Do the hard yards. Don't be afraid to leave Brisbane. Go out into the regions. That's where you have, you get all your experience and you are mm. put under pressure and you learn to write and you have to find your own stories. You know, in, in the city often there's so many, so many things happening that they'll hand you the story for the day, whereas up there you have to, you know, make contacts have sources they give you the stories yeah do the hard yards put in the put in the work and then career will flourish and don't be scared of being out of your comfort zone Mm. i think that's the greatest challenge is to be out of your comfort zone
1: nice Mm. well said well thank you georgina it's been a pleasure (laughs) my hands feel so soft and supple bro you are a pen pusher with those hands exactly no hard labor here thank you for being on our little podcast i know i can't wait to see you soon for your brows and pedicure and manicure thank you so much for listening we hope you had an amazing time if you love this podcast i'd be so grateful if you could subscribe and give it a rating i'm so looking forward to catching up with you all next week we'll see you then